This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening. You're with Lee Tree Lin and Shamila Ganesan. Tonight, did you ever dream a dream? We're asking because we are starting off our show by hearing from someone who is sailing around the world. So in line with that, we're also asking you, what is something that you've always dreamed of doing, something you've always wanted to do? That number to call is 7733 Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. is 6.08 and this is Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila and today actually we are joined in the studio by Fabian Fernandez who is a former marine engineer and sailor actually who is planning, who has a plan and is currently embarking on that plan uh, to sail around the world in five years. So rather than us taking you through the the process, (laughs) uh, Fabian, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys. So... Firstly, at the risk of sounding like the sound of music, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, what ignited your interest in pursuing this? Okay, we all go through life uh, at any point in time where we realize that, is this enough? You know, is this what we are? We live on this earth for, we only have one life. So that started all, that starts, the, the, the mind starts working. And then you start to think, what should I do? Now, some of us create bucket lists like I did. I created a bucket list of things that I wanted to do. So when I did that, one of the things that I thought about was, hmm, there are not many sailors out there. Okay, I, I'm a sailor. I have my own sailboat. So I said, hmm, there are not many Malaysians who have attempted to try something like this. More so on this route, which is heading towards Africa from Malaysia, uh, which is you start from, which means you're traveling west. Yeah, no, you're traveling. Yeah, you're traveling west, correct. <laughs> okay, so we are, it's not been done. Um, the, His Royal Highness, the Sultan of Slango, with his yacht Jugra, did it, but he went up through the, Medi- uh, through the Mediterranean and he went around the world. The other person who is prominent is Azar Mansur. Now, he did it as a race. It was like a race against time. He was, it was a fast race. And he started off and he basically went south and he headed east. Um, so there are two different routes. Uh, so there are not many Malaysians that are doing this this way. On my side, I'm going now. I'm already in Africa now, in Tanzania. And eventually in September and early October, I start moving south towards South Africa, rounding Cape of Good Hope. Now that in this direction has not been done by any Malaysian. As far as I know, uh, in this direction, it's not been done. So I said, I have to set up a goal. And I'm a big fan of Jim Collins. And Jim Collins, as this, as his, in his book, Good to Great, he mentions a big, hairy, audacious goal. And my goal was this. I want to do something that is big. And people remember me when I've done something like this. And you aim for something like that. You're planning to cover more than 30 countries in five years. Could you take us through what this journey is going to look like? Okay, the journey itself, you see, 
took took me four years. Planning actually started about four years prior to 2022. So it's a 2018, 19 is when I started preparing for this. So this journey, the reason we have picked the route, of course, in my website, I've picked a route in the Atlantic, which is different. I've moved, I've changed a little bit over the over the course of this time. But basically, we will head west towards Africa, sail south to towards South Africa, around the Cape, then sail to Brazil, um, then through the Panama Canal, to the Pacific Ocean, and then across to... Um, after I've done the Pacific Ocean, then it's back to Malaysia. So that could take... So each ocean is basically a year. Mm. Okay, it's not a year of sailing. I mm. think I was talking to the producer earlier. It's not a year, a year of sailing. It's a lot of it weather is weather dependent. Like now, someone asked me the other day, you are you are supposed to be going around the world and you're in Malaysia now. That's because the winds are not supporting me to sail south from where I am in Tanzania now. So you mentioned it's been a, quite a bit of prep. Uh, what were some of the physical and mental preparations that you, you had to do for yourself? Okay, the first thing above all is your, your, your ability to, to keep uh, something in your mind. And then when you have this uh, goal, you have to be very clear as what Stephen Covey says, you know, begin with the end in sight. So for me, because I, I come from a profession where in my previous life I used to do projects and stuff like that, so it's very project-centric. So I come with the mind, okay, I know what it's going to be like at the end. So I start there. And then comes the other problems which associate you. How do you go about doing it? So it's methodical in that manner because that's where I, that is the way I've been trained. So when you think about it, so I went through this whole process of forming my thoughts along this, along this method. So then what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced while preparing for this journey? I would say the biggest challenge is myself. Because now I'll have to do something. I'll have to quit my job. And mind you, I've been in my career for 30 years. Uh, so I'm sitting pretty much at a very senior level to quit my job and to pursue something like this in itself. And Asians in general. Now, I'll just give you a little bit about sailors. Cruising people, people like me who are doing it. There are a lot of, I would say 99% of the people that I meet out there are not Asian. Now, the simple reason they're not Asian is because I think Asians are built differently. We've got this mindset thing that, you know, if it's risky, we don't do. You already settle where you are. Why would you want to change? Uh, you know, you're sitting, let's say, a CEO of a company or, or whatever, you know, maybe a boss of your own company. And then you say, why should I give up everything? Drop it and go. And it's a high-risk venture again because anything can happen. Uh, when you're in the ocean, you are easily 1,000, 2,000 miles from shore. A helicopter has a distance of 250 miles. So which means if you crash or you sink or you do something, there is no way for even a search and rescue to reach you in time. So the first thing is yourself. Then comes family. Now you have to think about, hmm, you've got kids, you've got to manage the kids. Okay, my, I'm lucky in the sense that my kids are have just graduated and they're all starting to work. They're already in their own professions. Hence, I have one less responsibility. Finance is another part. Uh, you need to prepare finances for the trip. Then you have to be... To me, I, I make, make sure that I, I'm debt-free. 
because if you are if you got debtware lingering somewhere, you've got another big problem in your hands, and then comes people around you. Now you're going away from your family, um, your your colleagues in your job. If you're in an industry for a very long time, those guys think you're nuts. I think that's why I said to me, ninety nine percent of the people think I'm nuts. <laughs> Uh, we are speaking today with Fabian Fernandez, who is a former marine engineer, sailor, adventurer who has a plan to sail around the world in five years. Uh, if you have a question for Fabian, please send it through. We are also asking you, uh, what is something that you have always dreamed of doing? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Inside. Story BFM 89.9. Best for money. BFM 89.9. It is 616, and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about dreams um, and big ones at that. And we're asking you, uh, what is something you've always dreamed of doing? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You can also get in touch if you have a question for Fabian Fernandez, who is currently uh, sailing his way around the world in five years. So um, Fabian, we, we spoke earlier about the beginning of this um, of this venture and you've also spoken about the people around you. So when the idea first came and you started telling people, what kind of reactions did you receive from the people around you? Were they supportive? Were people doubtful? Okay, the, the first people that you need to convince, okay, besides yourself, is your immediate family. Uh, and I can tell you, getting your initial, your, your people around you to, uh, and your family to get with you on this is a struggle in itself. Eventually, my, my inner family group sort of accepted it. One, because they know my character. I'm a person, if I set my mind to something, I'll do it and I'll finish it. Uh, because that's the way I am. So it's, it's like pointless to go and try to argue with me because I, I will find my way and I'll get it done. Now, the rest of it, because Malaysia, Malaysians, okay, I'm in Malaysia now, we do not have many sailors doing this. Now, there comes another problem you have no people to bounce ideas off. When you do a project, like when I do my previous, in my previous life, uh, I have a whole team of people, like you guys are producers, probably script writers, I don't know, you know, all kinds of things, you know. <laughs> script writers, <laughs> if only. <laughs> you know, so uh, we don't, uh, you know, in this particular situation, I have no support, support in that sense. Because who am I going to ask? I mean, maybe uh, you could ask Sharad or you could ask someone else in your office and you could get an idea on something like, for me, no, there's none. Uh, if you're comparing, so when you have nothing to ask, then comes the point of where am I going to get all this material that I need to embark? So then comes looking at sources to get these things. So you, the people around you are not able to support you now. I'm not talking about the, in, the inner circle, the outer circle of sailors around Malaysia, they can't. All of them in Malaysia generally are racers. They like to do racing. Now, and racing in this part of the world is mainly around this region in Southeast Asia. Now, ocean sailing is a separate thing altogether. So I will always give this example of racing as a sprinter and sailing oceans as a marathon because we are going very long distances and we have to keep our equipment in good order over a longer period of time. 
and you're away from land. So breaking down is not something you can just pick up the phone and call somebody to come and help you. So hence, that's the reason why it's different and we do not have that support. So that was really difficult. If you ask me, the, the sailing bit is not as difficult as the planning and overcoming this, this difficulty. We do have a question from a listener that's come in. Um, Fadzli wants to know, what's your plan for pirates? But actually, I'm, I would, I'd also like to expand that to talking about safety in general and what are the things that you need to consider. Okay, when you, when it, that's why, like I said earlier, it's about the planning phase. Now, having been in the maritime industry, I know which are the hotspots. I mean, any one of us can just go on Google nowadays and find out where are the hotspots. Those hotspots you avoid. Again, because you're trying to do a marathon, you're trying to make sure that you don't get into any of these sort of spots that give you trouble. Now, that is in terms of piracy. Piracy, there are spots like now I'm in Tanzania. You just go bit north, it's Somalia. Mm. So, you know, people have this, oh, you know, Somalia is nearby, but I'm in Tanzania. I'm not anywhere near Somalia. So there's no threat in that sense. Then uh, in terms of safety, uh, again, you, there are necessary equipment that you have to put on board to maintain uh, safety standards. Um, I'm, I'm permanently tracked. On, I mean, anyone who has my links can track me any time of the day. It's 24-7, 365 days. I'm permanently tracked and I have beacons that release uh, um, emergency SOS messages in the event of something, let's say, uh, the vessel sinking, for instance, you can raise uh, awareness to the search and rescue. So all this has been factored in in the planning phase. I wanted to pick up on something you mentioned earlier because you've said this um, on another program that we have on the station, I Love KL, and you talked about the importance of doing memorable things in life in order to, to live a full existence. And this was something you alluded to earlier as well. Why is this important to you? Okay, for me... Um, like I said earlier, I mean, it's uh, when you, you go and you realize that there, are, there is a certain aspect of your life which is not fulfilling. I'm sure a lot of us sit down in our tables and chairs and in our offices at one point will be thinking, uh, is this all it is? Now, and if let's say you couple that with uh, something major, let's say someone in your family died. And then you say, oh, you know, this person was so young. Oh, your friends, you know. And then you realize, hmm, is this all there is in life? Then you start thinking, is it worth it? Oh, you see, there, there are things that we can do to make our life fuller. Um, and I'm not saying this about sailing. I can say, maybe I want to climb all the mountains in the world. All this, there are nine or ten high peaks or whatever. You know, I like that. Maybe, oh, I want to go and fish in every ocean in the world. Or, I don't know, maybe I'll walk from here to England. Or what. I mean, it's, 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 an, it's an infinite possibility. But we have, to have this, we have to have this ability to want to do it. And most of us, generally, because we are so settled where we are, we can't imagine ourselves getting out of it. Two weeks into a vacation, you already can't wait to come back because there's jobs waiting for you. But if you've set your mind to something, uh, you just have to think that there is more to life than this. Uh, it's not a midlife crisis. I know that a lot of people come in to me and say, hey, you're 
uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell my age, but okay, I'm in that age group where I could be suffering midlife crisis. It's not. Because to me, uh, I want to achieve something. And I want to leave, uh, leave a mark. I want my kids to know that life is not easy. And if you really put your mind to it, you can achieve wonders. Just look at the reason, most recent thing that has happened in the news. Chandrayaan 3. Now, the Indians failed twice. They kept on persevering, and they are there now on the moon. Mind you, the Russians just crashed a few days earlier, and they have been in the industry for 50 or 60 years. And India has not even put anyone on the moon or anything closer, but they have done it. That shows perseverance. And this is something that you need to educate our young, our old also. You know, when you give up, when you, you fall down, does not mean that's the end. Wake up and go. Now, perseverance, because like for me, this thing is non-stop. Uh, it's been on my mind for the last five, six years now. Planning for this is four years, but it's a very long thing. So you've got to keep your mind and your focus so steady. And I have still another four years to go or three years to go, uh, depending on which route I'm taking. So this perseverance is something that I want to push out through. And sailing, to me, when I was back in the day when I was a marine engineer in the ships, you see, one of the things that I could see when you in the big ocean is this huge amounts of stars that you can see, a full sky, which you can't see anywhere around here. Probably in some jungle with no lights, with ambient with lights you will see. But when you don't when I see this, then you see how small we are in this world as people or humans, you know. Then you realize. So for me, I will, I would say it's also a spiritual thing for me. It's not religious it's a spiritual thing you know where you see things in a bigger in a bigger light so that's how i see this trip so we have um actually a couple of questions um one a very practical one from tana who wants to know how about the finances which is why it took me a few years to prepare for this uh it's been okay i ha i bought a boat in 2016 and that like all malaysians i was thinking about racing so boat was bought earlier so the boat was not prepared for this. So then hence, racing, you know, like if you are giving the running runners analogy again, you've got to prepare for it. So then you have to do repairs or upgrades on your boat. So I have no choice. Since I already had this boat, I have to just do it. It then comes, uh, you have no choice, so you prepare. And it has been the way I've been thinking since 2016. And when I started thinking about this, okay, I'll do some repairs, I'll get the boat ready for racing. But then when 2018 and 19, when I started thinking about this, then I focused, okay, then it's about preparing for a marathon. So the, it is something that you have to think about. You can't, a lot of people in the West, which is common, because a lot of the people that I meet, they just drop what they're doing and they go. Now, that's not Asians. I've not met a single Asian who has that sort of a mindset. Hence, um, I did whatever I needed to do. I mean, settle my kids, make sure I no loans. Uh, everything's paid off. Hence, I can go. So Roberto says, uh, Roberto has a, a question as well, saying congratulations, hats off. I think what you're doing is really astonishing. But I have a question. With no port to reach, how do you literally survive? What do you eat? <laughs> um, if uh, How much money do you need? So I think that's the finances question. Um, if you need money, it's crazy. But have you thought about what happens when you grow older? Um, I, I don't know if you've spoken about it already. Once again, congratulations. So that's from Roberto. Okay. Uh, 
we normally stock up in all our, our ports before leaving. So like before leaving from Malaysia, we stocked up on a lot of the food is generally... Okay, fresh food probably lasts for about five to ten days. Uh, and then after that, it's down to canned or packed packaged food. Um, but you see, it took us 12 days to get to Maldives from Langkawi. So 12 days, you can you can wing it. It's not, we are not eating, we are not like we are starving all our way there. Uh, and um, you can actually prepare yourself. The longest trips will be that transatlantic or the trans-Pacific, where we would be sailing in excess of 30 days. Now, these trips, are you have to really provision for it. Yeah, then... Um, Okay, what was the other thing that he asked? Uh, mostly food, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay, I think, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we we have water. I, I okay, I have, okay, okay. You can survive on without food, but water—that's the main one. If you ask me, so for water, you could either carry it, as in 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 jerry cans or stuff like that. In our case, we have a desalinator. That means we convert seawater into fresh water, and we use that. So we've tackled water and we tackled the food. So I think that should answer the listeners' question. So we, um, let's see. So we have, a, I think... A minute. Yeah, we have about a minute left. Was there a moment where you were doubting yourself? Um, what did you do to overcome that feeling? I never doubted myself because that's the first thing that you need to do when you set up all these big goals. You have to make sure, like I said earlier, you've got to remember the end. So you remember, you know what's at the end already. So everything else is a thing that you can overcome. So you set that goal in, in play and you just focus on it. Uh, Fabian, we have, again, 30 seconds. Yes. Any final thought you'd like to leave us with? Uh, what I'd like to tell everyone is, you know, follow your dreams. Don't worry so much about, oh, how am I going to finance it? How am I going to do something? Follow your dreams because this is, we have only this one life. Make sure that you follow it. And once you have achieved it, you will have a lot more to think about and then your life changes. Fabian, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, that was Fabian Fernandez, former marine engineer, sailor and adventurer, talking about his uh, trip, his plan to sail around the world in five years. We're asking you today, uh, what is something you've always dreamed of doing? You can call us, send us a voice note or WhatsApp. You can tweet us. Keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Behold freedom, Malaysia. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is just coming up to 6.39 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And today we've got a Friday feelings kind of story because we want to hear what is something that you've always dreamed of doing. This comes after we started our show by speaking with Fabian Fernandez, who currently uh, is sailing around the world in five years, trying to be the first Malaysian to achieve something. And I think um, that got us thinking about big goals, big dreams mm -hmm. and wanting to hear from you. So, if you'd like to get in touch, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. I am thrilled uh, to start off this side of things with a voice note <laughs> from Fadzli. This might sound horrible, but I saw an episode of Swamp People once, and uh, ever since then, I've always dreamed of hunting and sh shooting crocodiles, actually. Or, ga or gators, yeah, that's the word, gators. So, <laughs> I know gator meat is not even halal, but yeah, it's always been my dream to just hunt, shoot, and barbecue alligators. <laughs> 
my friends have always said I've been the most redneck out of all of them, and I wear that like a badge of honor. But they say if I go and do this, I'll be I'll go full redneck and never turn, and there's no going back. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect that. I I didn't know that we were going to have gators at all like on the in a show, show today. About dreams, yes. I did not expect barbecued gators to ever pop up. No, but this goes to show you the deep variety of uh, what dreams, what form dreams can take. Because I I love the fact that this originated from. I saw an episode of Swamp People. <laughs> now this is just something I want to do because the thing is right. Um, one one man's dream is another man's nightmare, frankly, because I've also seen episodes of people... Have you seen people going catfishing where they stick their hand in holes and they catch catfish with their fists? I have not. It's, I don't think I intend to. I feel like, Fazli, once you go down the, uh, the, the barbecuing alligator thing, that this might be something else <laughs> that, that you could dream about. But yeah. Um, well... Actually, Fadzli, um, as, as, as remote as this might seem, your story just reminded me of how the, the, the oddest things can inspire dreams, right? So when I was a kid, um, I actually read in like an encyclopedia because I was that kind of kid. I used to read encyclopedias um, about how Istanbul sits on two continents. And I remember that in that moment, I told myself that one day I would go to this city that sits on two continents. And... I managed to do it a few years ago and I remember actually feeling this sense of like a childhood dream, right? And it actually doesn't even, I mean, it's 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 a great city. It's not any different from any other place, really, logically. But just the idea of doing something that you dreamt of as a kid, it made me so happy. I almost teared up when I stood at the point on the Bosphorus where you're in between two continents. Uh, Speaking of travel, um, KW says, I've been toying with the idea of a road trip in the US, but because of the high crime rate and high petrol prices, I may have to put it aside for now. Another dream is to visit Vegas for a lobster buffet. That? (laughs) That took a journey. Well, these are very American um, these are sort of very American um, ideal mm-hmm. kind of dreams. And I understand it because I think a lot of us who grew up here from a certain generation in particular are maybe more prone to having been sold the great American dream in whatever form. And sometimes that's the road trip. Sometimes that's Vegas. Other times it's... it's the lobster buffet. Buffet. <laughs> um, it's, it's California. It's all these different things. Uh, KW, for what it's worth, I have done a road trip to the through the United States and it was... Um, it really was a once in a lifetime. I think coming from a smaller country mm. and road tripping through a very large country that has built, for better or for worse, its entire culture around cars and road trips really changes your perspective. And you do feel like you're living in a movie, honestly. I've not done more than, say, like eight hours. Oh, I was thrilled when I got on Route 66. Right? Yeah. 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 So it's it's things like that, you know, it's just stuff that you've been you've been sold for a very long time. Uh, Nini says, I dreamt of plucking money from air. <laughs> uh, so do all of we. I, I dreamt of it from a tree, but I feel like that's a common dream. I, The tree? Like there's a tree that grows money. I've literally dreamt of it. I see. Yeah. Now I want to dream of it. I mean, I, I never have. No, I want it. That's a bit different. I don't yes. want to dream of it. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Uh, okay, travel, but with a very particular bend. Uh, Tana says, I always wanted to run marathons around the world. So far, done two. London and LA. World major marathons are difficult to enter because of the ballot system, unless you're an elite runner. Mm, I know the New York marathon is, is famous for needing like a charity to support you and so on. But that's actually such a cool dream to have. Uh, the fact that you've done two, in fact, is already really admirable. So 
Uh, yes, firstly, that's amazing. Secondly, I think the thing that interests me is that this is similar in some ways to, to Fadsley. I'm going to draw it back to that, um, which is to say that depending on your interests and what you enjoy in life, your dreams are going to be so deeply specific, right? Because I don't run. Um, I do other sports, but I don't run. And for that reason, I might dream of going to London, LA, New York, Boston. Um, you know, I'm not sure where else the other major marathons are, but I, I might dream of it, but it's... I don't know to go to go museums and mm. things like that. I, I would never kind of go with the marathon idea, and that's why I'm so happy to hear from a variety of folks. Yeah, because my dreams actually tend to be maybe more of the generic. I want to travel everywhere variety. Um, Vino's though is actually really quite cute. So Vino says, "My dream is to own a food outlet. I'm a foodie, hence the dream. I just don't know how to start. My biggest issue, I just feel like running your own cafe. Uh, I don't know how to start. That's my biggest issue. I just feel running your own cafe, bar, or restaurant is the coolest thing ever. Seeing people eat the food you serve and pay for it, that's just awesome. Is that weird?" It's not weird, It's so Vino. cool. I get it. I, I think that so many people have a dream of running their own little joint or, you know, just somewhere that is going to be, I don't know, different strokes for different folks. Well, I, everybody I always, knows your name. I always <laughs> imagine it as a neighbourhood space. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I were to ever do something like this. No, I, I actually know a number of people who dream of exactly this, running a cafe or a restaurant or a bar. Um, I think it's it's... If you're a people person and you enjoy food and sharing food, I think it makes absolute sense. So uh, also watch the bear. I don't know if that'll help with your dream. <laughs> it, it may actually dissuade you a little bit. It will It will put you through the trial of fire. Yes, but uh, if you haven't already, Vino, watch the bear. Anyways, we're asking you today... What is something you've always dreamed of doing? This uh, is because earlier in the show, we spoke with Fabian Fernandez, who is um, who has a plan, really, to sail around the world in five years. Inspired by that big dream, we're asking for everybody else's. You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. You can send us a WhatsApp there as well and tweet us at BFM Radio. Behind Famous Men. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And on this very rainy Friday, we are asking you, what is something you've always dreamed of doing? The, the big dream. That number to call is 7733-2900. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we have a voice note actually that's come in from Shazwan. I guess at least be my dream to go travel to the world, but not any leisure travel, going to the all the history, architecture of the world. Means like I want to be at Vatican City, I want to be at Egypt, to the pyramid, I want to see for myself the what left from the hanging garden of Babylon. Uh, I want to see. Rome itself, I mean, the Pisa Tower, I mean, all the history landmark in the world. So I just want to uh, know, I just want to get the information, I want to see all this historic landmark for myself, yes, including the seven wonders of the world, even the one that already been excluded from that list. You know, I, I'm just like a history uh, buff, you know, just, just want to see myself, just want to know, just want to uh, get an experience, 
you know how how the excitement to to see all this history uh architecture or history uh that we always uh, hear uh, hear and read but now it's in front of our eyes and and maybe experience it for myself Shazwan, thank you for that. That was lovely. And um, as somebody who grew up reading about the seven wonders of the world and then the seven wonders of the ancient world and all these different things, I totally get that. I once, um, my thing when I was uh, in, when I was traveling more was to swim in every ocean. Oh, that's very cool. So I get it. I yeah, understand yeah. this desire to see the world in very particular ways. Shazwan, I, listening to your voice note made me so happy. Um, I want to copy your dream. Right? I feel like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's always been my dream. I just never heard it said that way before. Um, all the things you said, history, architecture, I love them too. This sounds amazing. I hope you get to do it. So the other thing um, that I was thinking about listening to you, Shazwan, was the fact that with technology, nowadays you can actually see a lot of these things. Um, there are virtual tours. Uh, there are, you know, VR is always promising that you'll be able to get that same feeling. And yet, I, I suspect, Shazwan, you can let us know if this is true, but I suspect that that's not going to be enough. Because for me, it wouldn't be. I, I would actually want to go and take a cheesy photo <laughs> with, well, the, with the leaning that, tower. And I think there's something to the whole, it took me three flight transfers and, you know, I trekked my way up the whatever and now I have my cheesy photo in front of. I think that counts for something. Machu Picchu. Ah, yes. You know, things like that. Um, Amir says, I want to ride the Trans-Siberian train from Mos- Moscow to Vladivostok return ticket. Actually, that's a great dream. Um, I, actually, I have... There are a number of these sort of journeys that are really popular, the train journeys, right? Um, I love that idea. I've never done a proper train journey. There's something very um, very romantic yes. about it, isn't there? Something very historical. Uh, we, I wanted to go from all that to Lana, who says, my dream would be to marry a young, handsome, smart Tansri. <laughs> I'm a feminist, I swear. <laughs> uh, but for reals, I think my dream would be to do the whole eat, pray, love thing where I go around the world on a food tour and heal my inner child, whatever that means. <laughs> I empathize. Uh, well, with the with the around the world to eat thing, I would also be. I just feel like at this point, I'm copying people's dreams. No, but people have such they great have such dreams. good ones. Yes, I mean, so okay. Just to recap, right? We've done um, railway journeys. We've done gator hunting. We've done <laughs> lobster buffets. Lobster buffets. <laughs> ancient wonders of the world. Honestly, if we were to start a BFM tour of people's dreams, oh my god. This is a business. Yes, we just need funding. Yeah, um, I'm not going to say any more. We it's have in the, the money works. tree that Nini talked about. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Roberto's one is very sweet, actually. Roberto says, I'm living my dream, do you know? And living in a foreign country, helping you to realize about the realities of adulthood, shaping human beings, doing the shaping human beings into doing the right things according to their own guidance and values. I hope I have the I have the motivating thinkers, doers to go for it. I'm doing it with my daughter. I have a wonderful family. I think I live my dream since then. I was in my degree even younger than I wanted, um, and I wanted to do something for society and for humanity. Yes, I live my dream. Roberto, thank you for that. And I think um, I especially enjoy um, hearing this as a little bit of a contrast to what we heard from our guest um, Fabian earlier. Because, uh, you know, Fabian was talking about the desire to, to do something memorable, to kind of set big goals for yourself and go do that. And I think, Roberto, what you're showing is that you can do exactly that in in a more, you know, that these sorts of big goals 
can differ from person to person because these are huge. Yes, yes. And and that a dream actually can be anything that makes you, sort of fills your heart with some sort of joy and achievement. It doesn't have to be the same as someone else's. So um, we do have Liana who says, I want to dive all around the world. So far, I've only been diving in Malaysia and Thailand. Having two small kids makes it harder to have diving trips. But hopefully when they're older, I'll get to explore more dive sites. Even better if any of them get into it as well. The ultimate dream is to retire early and devote myself to coral reef conservation. Oh, that's lovely. Um, it is lovely when people have dreams that also have this larger goal or, or aim, right? Um, coral reef conservation is such a great dream to have. So I I wanted to kind of pair that uh, from Liana with Shane, who says, I used to dream, then I settled down, started a family, pay my bills, listen to BFM, life goes on. Well, I hope you find something new to dream about, Shane. Well, I mean, this is firstly, I think, an acknowledgement that it can be difficult uh, when you have a family, that, that this is something that's actually coming through in a few of the messages. But the other thing that is worth considering here is um, what Roberto said earlier. Yes. So that's what I meant, actually, that you can actually find what I like to think of as mini dreams um, from day to day. <laughs> mini yeah, dreams. Yeah, because like you do need something to keep you going. I think the mini dreams can be annual yeah. or monthly, monthly, things like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, just stuff to, to keep the keep that old engine chugging along. Shamil says, I always dream of opening an English medium school. I've thought of how the school will run without sidelining any religion or language. I hope one day I'll start growing money from trees <laughs> so I can turn this dream to reality. Shamil, my dream is to open a school that focuses on like arts and literature and culture. If you find that money tree, let's do a joint venture. So many messages continuing to come in. Can't wait to read them. Uh, let us know what is something that you've always dreamed of doing. You can call Call double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We will be back for more of your messages after this. Keep it here on Inside Story BFM eighty nine point nine. Begin free Malaysia BFM eighty nine point nine. The Business Station. It's 7.07 and this is Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. We started off our show today by hearing from Fabian Fernandez, who is uh, currently embarking on this plan to sail around the world in five years. And I guess inspired by the the largeness, mm -hmm. you know, the scope of that dream. We are talking today about exactly that. We want to hear what's your big dream. What is something you've always wanted to do? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at PFM Radio. Um, we have a voice note actually from Saiful. I follow a friend of mine, Zainal Barudin. He got a very interesting principle of life 25 years of studying 25 years of working and 25 years of traveling so right now i've been following him travel from malaysia to south africa in via uh, land on the i think four by four and now he's been traveling for the last three years in fact he was stuck in tanzania in african during the during the pandemic now I having have I have a same dream. I really hope I can do overlander traveling all over the world, but using bicycles. So it's touring bicycles, and I have another dream is right now. Since Toastmaster have what in 144 country with 16,000 plus club, I I do dream that I can visit 
each and every one of them via my bicycle cycling around the world to visit each and every club of Toastmaster. Saiful, thank you for that. That's such a wonderful dream. It's just idyllic. And actually, you share it a little bit, sort of, with Alicia, who says, I want to experience the nature of every country, preferably via cycling or hiking. So I actually love how, like, Saiful's dream is so specific and it brings together a few different things, right? Because on the one hand, the Toastmaster thing, on the other hand, the cycling. Um, it feels so well thought out. Um, I keep saying this, but I hope you get to do this. Yes, me too, because it sounds delightful. Uh, Long Long um, says, oh, actually Long Long is just saying that this is a big, difference uh, from the typical stories about politics that we've been doing. So dream big and we should do more stories like this. Oh, that's lovely. Um, Yeah, I think so. It's nice to be able to talk about something inspiring and fun. So to credit where it's due, um, Sharad isn't on air with us today, but actually this was his big dream. (laughs) (laughs) The show. Yes, he really (laughs) wanted to do a more positive show for the day. So hopefully we are achieving that. Uh, Chias is really sweet. Um, Chias says, I wanted to to travel around Malaysia, collecting legends and histories of small towns and record it down. I just don't know how to start. To which I say, Chia pick a town and start because I feel like somebody has to do these things. I love when Malaysians decide to take it upon themselves to uh, sort of tell our own stories. This sounds like a great idea. Uh, this is a dream I've always had, actually. Yeah, um, I wanted to do fairy tales. Oh, interesting. Yeah, local folk tales. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, not fairy tales. Um, but I've always wanted to kind of record um, folk tales. Actually, someone's done it, um, if I'm not mistaken. It was when I saw that that my dream died. Um, I, I will look for the title but and get back to you. not state to state specific, uh, no? No, not necessarily, but certainly... Are um, you talking about the Putris of Malaya. No, no. no. Okay. It is a specific Malaysian folktale book, um, which I will try to look up um, in time for all of this. We've also got a caller with us. We've got um, Nathan with us. Nathan, good evening. What are your thoughts? Good evening, uh, Lynn and Sharmila. Uh, okay, so this is some... Uh, I've actually managed to achieve one of my dreams last year. Uh, I kind of represent Malaysia for this uh, international leadership program uh, where I actually visited New York City. Uh, it has always been a childhood dream of mine because I growing growing up watching a lot of American cartoons and American TV shows. Uh, it was it was quite a surreal to actually finally to visit New York City. I mean, to look at the big screens, to look at just you know the amount of people just walking, you know the 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 hot dog stand. So yeah, it was it was it was, it was kind of surreal actually. So yeah. How long were you there? Uh, okay, so the thing is, I was in the entire U.S. for about six weeks, but I had only one day to oh. go to New York City. Oh. Yeah, and, and that too, and that too, nobody wanted to follow me because we only had a, a day off. And from and I was in D.C. prior to that, so from D.C. to New York, it was it was about a four-hour bus drive. Nobody wanted to follow. Everyone was tired, and I found another Malaysian who wanted to join me. I was like, you know what? Screw this. It's it's either this or never. So we went on it. Yeah, and I and, and I managed to. And the thing is, I I I. I identified the landmarks in New York City purely from the films that I watched. Home Alone. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah. I, I, I totally get what you mean. So I, I was looking, this fountain was in Home Alone and this was the scene that this guy was <laughs> running from this. So everything, everything was just based on movies that I watched. Yeah. Nathan, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. Um, actually, I... So we, I'd, at the risk of making the sound like a very American-centric show, and I really don't mean it to be because, um, frankly, a lot of the destinations that people are talking about are not American, um, but there is something to be said about 
growing up on a steady diet of American pop culture and then visiting a place like New York or the Grand Canyon or, or the equivalent? So... New York, certainly, but I think there are just these places around the world, right, that hold a particular space because of pop culture. Ah, so we've done a supercut on cinematic cities. We and, have. And I actually think that New York is one of the most cinematic cities. You, you get up there and the buzz and you actually sound like you're in a movie yeah. and it's it's very much its own experience. Um, on the flip side of that, though, Palin says, live, work and die in a wildlife rehabilitation sanctuary. Unfortunately, my time's run out. I got old folks to take care of. Oh, OK. Well, it sounds like a lovely thing to do, though. It sounds like such a, um, I don't know, a re- wildlife rehabilitation sanctuary. I've heard friends talk about how that's something that's both a cause as well as a sort of just something that is fun to do. Uh, my quarter life crisis was wanting to drop everything and become a primatologist. <laughs> a quarter life? I thought for some reason I thought it was it when you were a kid. No, quarter life. <laughs> so it was just, you know, just started working There's and then I time. thought, I, I've done it. I've done it all wrong. Everything I've done is wrong. I need to drop it all and good all my life. And um, I have not done that. I, I think that that dream actually has also passed. But there was a time. Leng says, it was my dream to be in a new country every year for my birthday. But life happened. Now I want to spend six months to a, uh, to a year learning a language or volunteering in a few countries. Japan, a South American country, a country in Africa, so on. You know what I love about that? The adjusting of a dream and then kind of finding a new way to do it. No, but also the the combining of learning languages and being in a country is so valuable if you can hack it because, um, I mean, this is just a basic thing, right? You can learn the language all you like in Malaysia, but if you don't have that many people to practice it with, uh, which you don't get in mm. the same way that you do if you're immersed in a different country, it's just not the same. Jane says, when I was a kid, I was always fascinated seeing twins. Same, Jane. Uh, I noticed the twins at the temple, uh, kids, adults, identical twin sisters, twin brothers. With that, I thought to myself, it would be great that if I have children, when I grow up, that I will have twins. In 2008, I was blessed with a pair of identical twins. It's not a realistic dream or ambition to have, (laughs) especially when it's not something that you can actually realise for sure naturally, unless you use intervention these days. So I feel blessed and lucky. Um, Sometimes life hands you your dream and that's lovely, isn't it? I blame Sweet Valley High for for my personal (laughs) twin thing because I grew up thinking that to have a twin would be the the pinnacle of everything. Yeah, like a permanent best friend. Exactly. Uh, A Jessica to my Elizabeth, basically. (laughs) So I I completely hear you, Jane. Sham says... My dream is that I am a fabulous jazz funk drummer, travelling with my band, promoting peace and understanding. Though the cliché is to tour around the world, my dream is to serially perform in Malaysia and invite music lovers from all over to come and enjoy our music and the country. Once again, Sham, do it. Such a wonderful dream. I love it. Um, Also, when you say I am a fabulous, uh, where along that path are you, I'm curious? Do you play drums? Um, Are you... Already fabulous. Do you are listen you, to jazz? Are you approaching fabulosity? <laughs> like, like there are things that I'm curious about. Anyways, keep those thoughts coming. We are asking you today, what is your dream? What is a dream that you've always wanted to achieve? Um, let us know. Lots of great answers coming through. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Before Friday materialises. BFM 89.9
It is 7.17 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila, having frankly a delightful time. We hope you are as well because we're asking you what is something that you've always dreamed of doing and we're getting the loveliest answers. If you'd like to weigh in, you can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Back to the messages. Alfred says, well, firstly, Alfred says, I agree with Long Long. The change of topic is a nice change of pace for us too, Alfred. We're glad we could do it. But goes on to say, my dream, though, is to open a bookshop focusing on Southeast Asian titles, topics and history. I love that. My dream also is to actually own a bookshop. Just a bookshop or is it a bookshop cafe? A bookshop cafe, but with a space for like people to do art and things like that. Yeah, um, I so I come back to the idea of whenever I think about owning a place, and that's really nebulous. I'm going to say it right now. Um, if you've if you know me, you know that business owner is probably not <laughs> in my future. It's just not something I want to do. But if there was a business, um, it would be I think a very community driven space. That's my ideal. So ideally, it wouldn't even be a bookshop because then I don't have to worry about business. It would be like <laughs> a library that a rich person is funding, and I just get to run it. A library that has a book a exchange. Great, great gift shop, yeah, nice coffee. And maybe the gift shop funds my library. We've talked about this many times. Yeah. Um, we have talked about going into business together. Neither of us are good at business. We need a business partner yeah. or a generous patron. Who's willing to put up with some wastage. Whose dream <laughs> is to fund a bookstore. That's yes. who we're looking for. Yes. Um, Muddy says... I've been waiting for this one. Madi says, my dream is to spend one month in a lonely island all by myself. <laughs> is, is the lonely island, is there anything else happening on the island? I want to know. I, so I... I get it. But lonely just sounds like there's nothing else there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Guess who's the introvert? No, I love this. I like the idea of having a a comfortable space to live in, but on. Oh, a... I imagine castaway. Oh no, uh, okay. Madi, is that what you mean? Is your only friend a volleyball? Because I don't think that's it, right? I think the premise here is that you've got a, a nice space. Oh in sure, which to if you live, have like a villa, and but you're, you're like relaxing on the beach alone. Sure, I yes. get it. Yeah. Madi, let us know. <laughs> I don't know if you were dreaming of doing it Tom Hanks style. Uh, Sean says, skydiving in every country or going to space. I think it's impossible. Um, the money tree is possible. You plant a fruit tree, you sell the fruits. Sean, that's work. That's not a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but love the space thing. Who knows? Could happen. Yes, could happen. Um, also, skydiving is... I always wanted to bungee jump and then I did it once and then I'm okay. Oh, I enjoyed it a lot, but I, I now I feel like I've done it. You know, things like skydiving and bungee jumping are the kind of dreams that you sort of tell yourself you should have it as a dream. But I've come to this a, a certain point in life where I've decided, actually, I don't care too much to do it. And I'm OK with that. Uh, we also have... Essie, who says, if you're familiar with the Netflix uh, series Midnight Diner, then that's what I dream of. A small diner that you get to meet people from different backgrounds, get to share all their ups and downs. Although acquiring such culinary skills is a big challenge, though. Haha. <laughs> that does sound very sweet. I think TV shows about owning restaurants or cafes and so on do such a good job of making you want to do the same thing. Watch The Bear. So <laughs> I think that The Bear is a really good contrast to, to all of this and also a, a neat reality check while offering a dramatic resolution. 
It's a mini review. Sorry. Sai says... Oh, I've lost the message. Ah, Sai says, I dream of a dream of a dream of a certain blonde guy fighting his demons to ascertain that there wasn't a dream at all. So this dream, Sai, is achievable via um, streaming. (laughs) I think that you can achieve this dream. Well, was the top spinning or did it fall though is the important question. You're going to have to kidnap Christopher Nolan (laughs) and force him to tell you. Danielle says, my dream is to travel to eat, but specifically I want to go to the morning 4am fish market in Japan where they auction the bluefin tuna uh, and then there's a stall in the market that prepares fresh sushi from that auctioned tuna. I used to study in Europe where it was so hard to get halal food. One time I planned uh, I planned to go for a halal food trip in London where my schedule is governed by the restaurants that I wanted to eat at. Best trip ever. I've done the Sukiji fish market in Tokyo. It's actually such a great experience. Danielle, I hope you get there someday. The food, well, particularly the sushi is but particularly amazing. No, but the it's the atmosphere as much as anything really, else. Yeah. yeah. I almost got mowed over by like a gigantic cart filled with gigantic fish. So I love the idea of traveling to eat, but I will say that I find it stressful. Ooh, like preparing, planning? Uh, yes, um, mostly uh. to do with oh my goodness, which days are they open? What time do I have to get uh. up? Um, so while I love the idea, I am more of an embracer of recently, this is my thing. Um, I pick a city that I believe to be delicious and then I go there and I just see what I see. So I like my true dream in terms of like food trips is actually the meandering. I want to just like meander through places and just eat different things. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of lovely. We also have, ooh, this one from Jaslyn who says, my wildest dream since I was young is to be a medical personnel in war zones. Watching shows um, and such stories often stir up my spirits. My husband said I'm crazy. Anyway, this dream is far, far, far away now, especially after having my kid. I'm responsible for my kid now. Don't let anyone tell you your dream is crazy, firstly. But um, that is quite lovely. Are you... In medicine? Uh, so I think uh, I'm just curious. With are you the... like, at, like two steps close to the dream? Is that yes, what you're trying yeah, to find I, out? It, it's the funk drummer <laughs> question. Lynn, can I tell you though, Muddy's back to say Tom Hanks style. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Muddy, I, um, we have diverged. And I think that's fine, but we have diverged. Our island experiences Your are very different. Your islands can be next to each other, just very different. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, Patricia says, I'd like to have an animal-friendly pub where everybody knows your name. I love it. Um, I think animal-friendly spaces in general are, if you're going to do it, now's the time, to be honest. Um, They're really gaining in vogue. Speaking of animals, I love this one. Munif says, as an architect, I always dreamt of designing a zoo or some kind of animal animal sanctuary. That's the closest I can get to a real-life Jurassic Park. Ironically, my friend has already designed a sanctuary for tigers. My wife. What did I say? Friend. My (laughs) wife. Where did I get that? My wife has already designed a sanctuary for tigers at her office. I'm so jealous. Munif, now I am jealous because that's a great, I mean, like, that's like, just something to be able to do for a job. I design a place for tigers. I mean, I don't save them, but then I create the space for them to be <laughs> safe. I mean, talk about cool. Um, we also have uh, Mizi who says the first 
Matsale, whom I became friends with, was a girl from Scotland when I was nine. Uh, then I was exposed to storybooks about Scotland's wide moors. Although, like most descriptions of the moors were bleak and cold, somehow I still want to see, smell and feel this part of Scotland. I think it would strike that sense of vastness, the wildness and the howling winds. Yes, I still dream of going there one day, despite the high currency exchange. Actually, Scotland, um, the Northern Lights, these are all sorts of spaces that also capture the imagination in a very particular way. I've always wanted to go um, to Hobbiton. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. I, I have so never been to New Zealand. New Zealand. But uh, specifically, no, but specifically, yeah. I, I want to do a Lord of the Rings yeah. <laughs> specific tour. Um, we also have a caller on the line with us. We've got Nisa. Nisa, good evening. What are your thoughts? Hi, good evening. Um, I'm actually, uh, I dream of having a, a sanctuary, um, like a heaven healing sanctuary where I would offer different services um, like sand therapy, sound therapy, animal therapy, um, the different sort of therapy using nature, basically. Um, I think a lot of people are hurting these days and then you need different mode of things to heal. And I would love to have that kind of space. Nisa, I'm curious about whether you already uh, practice or, or provide some of these services. Um, yeah, in some way. I do talk therapy, but I wish I would have like a really like a space like um, yeah, like in the nature, somewhere in jungle or on top of a hill, just for people to experience different things. Some, sometimes people don't like to talk, but they heal through different mode. Nice. Yeah. Nisa, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. That is, um, I, I think that that's ideal. That that sounds really, really, just like a very lovely space to be in. Should it exist, we have. Let's see. Um, actually, Lazy, um, who if very sort of. Um, close to home, says, Small Town's My Instagram account inspired me to do a road trip around Malaysia. I hope I can do it before my company company reintroduces going back to work from office. So this actually resonates with me so much because I love the idea of road tripping around Malaysia and just discovering little places and towns that I don't know anything about. And yet you need the time, right? You so, need the time. Um, yeah. I've always thought about this. Uh, like I said earlier, I have road tripped in other countries. And so I want to be able to replicate that feeling of wide open road in our own country. Yeah. Um, I, it's something I'm very excited to do and actually do plan to do someday. Um, and not just here on the peninsula. No, for sure. And it's actually, it's one of those dreams that are quite achievable, which is what I like about it. Some doses of reality. Oh, no, no. Before we get to the, the cold wash of reality, <laughs> Amin says, my dream is to work with the Michelin Guide, Aww. getting paid to eat good food all around the world. You'd have to be anonymous and you couldn't tell anyone, but yeah. you can eat the food. It's CIA level. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, you, you just can't tell anybody. But I really love the amount of people who basically dream of eating. Yeah. Because I think that's true to form. Travelling and eating, honestly, is like topping the list. So, um... Some, what did I say earlier? Cold washes, slish splash. Um, Elaine says, where do I start? When I was 13, I dreamt of having a video rental store. I'm glad I did not follow through. Oh, Elaine, time just, technology just moved on. <laughs> Sorry, I love the but idea. But like a bookstore, actually at a certain point, owning a video rental would have been so cool. It would. I You used get to, to watch movies all day while waiting for people to come in. Then you get to recommend movies to them. Next to the bookstore, the video rental store was my favourite ah, back in the day. I get it. So I, I do totally get it. But um, man... <laughs> <laughs> I am also glad that you did not follow poorly, through. Sadly. Mm. Rose says, driving to work and everyone uses their indicator. 
some dreams are just not to be achieved, though. Sorry. We, we have to look at the things that are within our control, <laughs> I think, is the moral of the story. Um, okay, I think that's it. Thank you, everybody, so much for getting in touch. Um, if we were to kumbaya for a moment, I think we've learned a lot about one another. And it's all just... I'm so happy that people have so many wonderful thoughts and things that they want to do. Yes, may we all travel and eat all the good food, fight the gators, no, shoot the gators. Shoot and barbecue the gators <laughs> yes. and use your indicators. It's yes. a rhyme. Uh, we have been talking today on Big Dreams. You've been listening to Inside Story, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.